0: Hello, I'm Dr. Steph Mulcahy and welcome to Growing With Rich. From working on a cattle station in Outback Australia to building my own practice as an aesthetic physician and dentist, I've learnt that people's stories of transformation can become our own best sources of motivation. Through my story and stories shared by my trailblazing, industry-destructing guests, I hope to put a fire in your belly so you can unapologetically strive towards the life and career you want. Consider Me Your Mentor, here to lead the way and give you practical tools and actionable steps to achieve your wildest dreams in business and in life. Tune in each week as we take the leap together. Can you share a journey from being a hard workaholic to advocating for working smarter?
1: It's a very good question, a good question to kick us off Um, and in speaking with and working with a lot of business owners, particulars who's, who have started their business themselves. Uh, I hear stories similar to mine a lot in working seven days, in also eating dinner and then going back to doing the website or building out a Google site or building another system or documentation. Uh, and yeah, especially the early days of starting our business and businesses there was a lot of work there's a lot of hustle and I think it was it was hard I did a lot of hard things and I don't necessarily say it's a bad thing but over time my journey has evolved I think the catalyst for that was really coaching for me
0: yeah I think yeah similar so upon reflection I've shared this previously but It turns out I actually bought a job and not a business, which I think a lot of people do, whether they're actually buying an existing business or starting their own. And unfortunately, from one point of view, it is a little bit of a cycle or a stage of of business ownership. And from the point of view where when you're beginning, you you don't have a lot of, you know, every dollar counts. So you can't always afford to outsource things or to employ more people and Mm. you do have to do it yourself.
1: In practical terms, I, as you well know, Steph, I really enjoy frameworks Um, and the framework of being able to break, I'll say the tasks that I have in it on any particular day or in any particular week into a $50 task, a $500 task, a $5,000 task and I should say $50 an hour, $500 an hour $5,000 an hour task um, helps me to prioritize what are those things that only I can do or only uh, I can contribute to. What are those things? And being able to have a look at my to action list or my to-do list and being able to prioritize them really clearly with what are those high value actions on my task list.
0: And that's something that recently I've become quite good at as well is outsourcing a bit more and again like not only within the team but also empowering the team to be able to outsource themselves so um, my practice manager at the moment is working on a new system within the business and I've encouraged her to outsource part of that to something like Upwork where she can enable them to make the videos or put presentations together the things that we have all the resources for but she doesn't necessarily have the time to do and so that's made it a lot more efficient as well.
1: And I think, again, another acknowledgement for you is in being able to create the space for that to happen. Dedicated time is very easy for it to become a reactive on-the-couch type conversation. But being able to purposely create that space, create that time, even create the, the location to do that in is just as important, really. Um, it shows how, how important it is um, to you and to Dan in this situation as well.
0: I think this is something that's really important that a lot of business owners can sort of overlook or potentially miss. And it's something that can have such an impact on your ability to succeed or feel like you're um, reaching your goals if you're not potentially fully happy at home because you're not on the same page or you don't think you're on the same page.
1: Ah, oh, I keep going back to Stephen Covey, don't I? Uh, I really do like that framework of starting with the end in mind and getting really specific uh, with goal setting and in particular around money and finances.
0: Mm.
1: And more specific to that is what will we do with that money? And I often see that that work harder mindset comes from wanting to create financial certainty because they, the business owner, whoever that is, doesn't necessarily have financial certainty, may not have financial clarity. And therefore their version of creating that certainty or creating that clarity is just to work harder.
0: Yeah, there's another work harder point, cause that... um psychology of money. And it talks about, yeah like when have you reached your goal? So as what you're saying is usually you just keep on, like your goal always changes and you never reach it. Correct. Having that end goal in mind, as you've suggested, it means that you've actually got an end point instead of an endless moving goalpost that you can never achieve.
1: And I I resonate with that because we all still make mistakes. If I can quickly share, on Friday we had, uh, a guy from work, Ollie, his wedding um, on Friday. And I thought I'd booked my mum and dad to look after our four kids. And Flick thought she that I'd, I'd booked it, <laughs> to mum and dad in. Neither of us had booked in mum and dad to, to look after four kids. So <laughs> trying to reactively on the day, get, get someone to look after four kids after school and cricket, and running them here, there and everywhere was not an easy exercise. So we're definitely all human. I'm gonna put my hand up as well.
0: Clinically, I was able to really grow But from a leadership point of view, I didn't really align with the values of the previous business owner or the current business owner of that business, my my previous workplace. And so I wanted to be able to create an environment that I enjoyed coming to work, that the team really enjoyed being there as well and to empower others to play to their strengths and not sort of have that hierarchical, Um, type of leadership that is quite common in the medical industry in particular.
1: I think, Steph, my definition of success, I would like to describe it as as it's evolved over time rather than changed or taken big shifts. It's more, I think, growing up in a country town, grew up in sunny Victoria down in Colac. Um, My definite definition of success at that time probably was who drove a nice car in town and it it was around money yeah. and probably um yeah being one of four boys and uh we didn't go on any fancy holidays or a lot but we we had an awesome time as kids but that kind of grass is greener is where i saw success at, at that time and i'd say the the journey has evolved for me in terms of what does success look like and Um, again, I go back to seven habits of highly effective people or to Robin Sharma and thinking of the end in mind.
0: Yeah. I thought, as you said, the version of success was financial and to be able to afford nice things or go on holidays and things like that. But it turns out it's actually more about the time and it's not being able to afford the holiday financially, it's about being able to afford the time to be able to get away and Mm. not have that dictated by work. Obviously Mm. within reason, sometimes you do, you need to give and take, but as an overall, I didn't want it to be dictated solely by my work and that I couldn't go away because I had to be present in the clinic. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Remember, all the information we discussed today is my own opinion and should not be considered official business or medical advice. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on future content. And I'd so appreciate it if you could rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.